Welcome to another episode of The Happy Runner, a podcast for all who love running and those who want to start running. My name is Roman and today I will talk with Philip about heel to forefoot striking. Hi Philip and welcome to the Happy Runner. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, uh, you have your own YouTube channel and you talk a lot about running and running shoes. Today we are going to talk about heel, mid and forefoot striking. But before we dive into the topic, tell us a little bit about your running history. Sure. So um, I've been basically running here and there all my life, um, but I haven't taken anything really seriously until I was midway through my college university years uh, when I started really running more or less in 2015, 2016. Um, I was just training for basically a marathon at the time because it was just a fun idea. And during my uh, training and after I'd completed my marathon, I had started first experiencing some of these injuries related to the topic we're going to be talking about. But ever since then, uh, five, six years later now, as we're uh, just going through the years and through the lockdown uh, stuff going on, uh, my running form has really changed and I've learned a lot from running. And there's just a huge light at the end of the tunnel for the future to come. Yeah, thanks. So there is on one hand, we have road running. On the other hand, trail running. Then we have different distances from 5K, 10K, half marathons, marathons, even ultras. Where would you fit in? Uh, well, right now I'm definitely sitting somewhere between this 5K to marathon window in the road running world. But I did start off originally um, more in the trail run area. I don't know if you've guys have done mud runs in Europe at all, but those were a lot of fun back in the day as a good place to start. Uh, just running with friends, getting dirty. It was just, uh, it was a blast. <laughs> well, it sure sounds like fun. No, we don't have them in Europe. Oh, uh, man. No. And back to our topic. Uh, runners are divided into heel strikers, midfoot strikers, and forefoot strikers. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of people listening to the podcast who are new to running. So would you explain these three types for them? Sure. Well, um, good news is it's very straightforward, uh, in my opinion. Uh, so before I even get into anything uh, crazy here, uh, just be aware that I'm not like a medical professional, any sort of like running expert. So definitely don't take uh, everything I say as like medical fact, you know, uh, but basically um, the three categories, as you said, there's a heel foot striker, a midfoot striker and a forefoot striker. And essentially yeah. um, the heel striker has basically this type of stride where they land in this heel region of their foot or their shoe while they're running. And basically, Uh, that's kind of the gist of it. Um, it has this pretty much that kind of a strike. Uh, the midfoot striker, he uses two parts of his foot when he hits the ground uh, from at least the experience I've had, which is like this area of the ball of your foot and the heel itself. And this creates this midfoot impact more or less. 
Um, naturally, what's supposed to happen there is your foot arch is supposed to be playing a role as more like the spring when you hit the ground. And then, of course, the forefoot striker, uh, which I have kind of a hybrid uh, type of strike with, um, is using definitely more of the ball of your foot and kind of your toe box area uh, to push the shoe or your foot off the ground to have your compression decompression spring effect. Um, those are probably the best ways I can describe the three, unless you'd like to add anything to that. No, I think it's just okay. And while he is striking, we break actually on each step we make, mm. meaning we need to invest more energy to run as fast as other runners who are not heel striking. So yeah. you made the transition, as you mentioned before, for yourself from heel striking to midfoot, midfoot, forefoot striking. Mm. But before we go into those transitions, how can each of us easily determine how he or she strikes the ground? Well, I've got some good news for you. Um, as we've probably uh, discussed before, I do have a video on this, but I do have those five points uh, basically here on hand to kind of to talk about. And the, obviously the most important point is to analyze the wear and tear on your actual running shoes. Um, and the reason we do this often is because you'll be able to see where you strike with your shoes. Um, but the important trick here is if you are using your running shoes as daily walking shoes or something you use at work, it becomes a little bit harder to identify this problem. So it is important uh, if you have a distinct work pair of shoes walking that you keep them away from your running shoes so you're able to analyze that type of wear and tear. Okay, uh, some people, they are quite comfortable with how they run. They go out, they run for fun, uh, they have no time goals, not anything. They just go out and they run. But there are a lot of more competitive non-elite runners out there who want to become more efficient and faster. So, among other they need to transfer from heel striking, if they are, to at least midfoot striking. So, mm -hmm. what would you suggest is the best way, or what was the way you did this? Okay, so the reason I changed my strike in the first place was because I was experiencing a tremendous amount of soreness in my knees and shins. And that kind of goes into this idea of the shin splints. So I had to change out of adaption to continue running. I wasn't really concerned about speed at the time. I just didn't want to hurt while I was running. So that's that's why I ultimately changed my strike. But for the people who want to get faster and realize that it is due to a heel strike and have to go to a midfoot, uh, there's two things I do look at. So one of those, of course, is to slow down your, enti uh, your running entirely and to start weight training. So the reason you have to slow down entirely is so you're not putting um, this tremendous amount of pressure on basically going fast and using the current stride you have or heel strike um, to basically uh, be able to recruit some of your ankle tendons, maybe some uh, calf muscles into the process and start changing uh, the way your foot is hitting the ground because you want to be just more aware of it rather than just, you know, 
you wake up and you go and then you put in some distance and it's hooray. You want to be more focused on the way your foot is hitting the ground because these subtle changes between like the heel and midfoot strike are extremely important. And now I bring in lifting weights um, or weight training if we want to consider it that way as a second thing to focus on is because when you start changing the way uh, your foot hits the ground, you're going to start recruiting new muscles and new micro tendons that you may or may not have felt before. So in my personal example, um, I was completely aware that using calf muscles was a thing while running. But as I became more conscious of the fact that I was adapting for more of a midfoot strike, uh, the lower calf muscle, uh, which we know as the soleus muscle, uh, started getting extremely sore in my running. It's because now instead of the foot being at an angle when you hit the ground, it's actually a lot flatter now. And you're actually uh, you're recruiting that calf muscle when you're hitting the ground. And that constant impact to the calf muscle, in addition to using it, um, essentially wears the muscle out and you will feel it. And uh, as you imagine, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just something you're going to feel as you change your stride. Um, I think those are the two big points um, that I would bring in when it comes to changing stride. I don't know if you'd like to add anything to that. Um, well, in running, a lot comes from hip mobility. Mm. Yes. And also the running form and the stride. I mean, for myself, it works when I'm working a lot on my hip mobility, which I'm doing now in the winter. I can also see that my form is changing and that I am also more efficient while striking the ground with my forefoot. So I would suggest that working on hip mobility has also a big impact. I don't know, how do you stand on this topic? Yeah, so actually that might be something we can uh, kind of dive in a little bit with uh, the weight training. I guess I should uh, explain a little bit of what type of weight training helps. Yeah. Um, so as you mentioned, uh, hip mobility is a big thing. So. Um, if you have access to weights, um, the best place to start is obviously doing some kind of squats, box squats, just to start recruiting some of those hip muscles into your workouts. And the idea is you do want to activate them so you know what hip activation feels like. And then, of course, there's a lot more specialized workouts for like uh, the hip flexors. Um, there's a lot of things for like the quads as well. Um, also recruiting. I would even say like maybe some IT band um, stretches is also a great place to start. Uh, all those little things will ultimately help you out in the long run. But as uh, we say in the movie Legally Blonde, and as we all know from uh, running, it is all in the hips, right? So once you get the hips figured out, a lot of your body will bio uh, biomechanically figure it out after that. Mm -hmm. So actually it's... Uh... Uh, in short, uh, slower running, weight training, and hip mobility. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, the three, I would say that's the three big ones that's a good place to start when it comes to changing stride, yeah. Or not stride, I mean, uh, more or less like how your foot hits the ground, but it will impact your stride in a way, yes. And in the long term, although your ability to run longer, uh, more pain-free, and uh, faster. Yeah, I 100% agree on those three points for sure. Um, that's definitely been 
a huge difference for me when heel striking running 30 to 40 miles a week in absolute pain uh having major shin splints some fractures in places to running 50 60 70 miles a week and just having an absolute blast injury free it, it really is a night and day difference when you really pay attention to the little things in running like that yeah so uh you mentioned before we really live in crazy times right now uh we talked a little bit about history and uh how do you see the future let's say your running plans for 2021 well okay so 2021 um it's got a little bit of 2022 in there as well but right now the awesome news is that at the time of this recording uh we are less than three weeks away from my first race I can't really talk about where it's going to be or what the name of the race is. I don't want to spoil anything, just the event that something changes. But there is a half marathon in the scope. Um, the bad news with that is I've been training a lot of 10K stuff. So I'm kind of a little bit behind on distance. But for, that's first and foremost. I do have a half marathon in the scope. But I do also have three marathons in the window uh, that are also confirmed. One of those is the Berlin Marathon, as we spoke about earlier. Um, yep. And then two, two weeks after that, I've got the Chicago Marathon for the <laughs> fifth official time. And then uh, in 2022, um, I am pretty much uh, scheduled for the Tokyo Marathon. Uh, of course, if that goes through as well. So there's a big um, stretch of races in there that uh, I'm looking forward to. And then I believe there's an Ironman in there somewhere, like a half Ironman. Um, I'll have to see exactly where it fits in that window. But <laughs> those are... Those are the ones that are confirmed, but like, again, we never know what's going to happen in this climate, but I'm really crossing my fingers. That would be a lot of great marathon majors to complete in the span of a few months. Yeah, so you you will be traveling quite a lot. Yes, yes, and traveling is lots of fun, um, especially nowadays, you know, um, I don't mind it nearly as much, but um, yeah, it would be really awesome. And then... I am aware that you are also running the Berlin Marathon, so if things do yeah. work out, maybe we'll hang out in person sometime. Or get a beer in Berlin after the race. Yes, that's <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> Okay, uh, thanks, Philip. It was nice having you as a guest here. And I'm sure a lot of runners out there will get a lot of useful information from our chat. Yeah, I appreciate being here. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, this is a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode. If so, I would appreciate you subscribe to the Happy Runner podcast and recommend it to other runners you know. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on our webpage. Happy running!